You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,255, and this is our 1,568th interview that we've done on the program. You know, we've been on the air since March of 2009, and we're the longest-running business podcast from Orange County, California, in the beautiful studios of octalkradio.net. Some of the biggest issues facing Orange County range from housing to health care to education and income. For a stable, safe, and educated community, a good job is key, right? It also leads to a healthier lifeline. WHW, which stands for Women Helping Women, provides the unemployed and the underemployed with the skills and resources to land the job they need. That's why I've invited newly named CEO Trina Fleming onto the show to share the story. If you're interested in the CEO peer groups that I lead or the radio show podcast that we're doing right here, visit our company's website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. Trina, welcome to Critical Mass. Thank you, Richard. It's a pleasure to be here. And you can call me Rick. Okay, Rick. I'll do that. So... (laughs) Congratulations on the promotion or Thank the you. new assignment. Let's tell like a little bit about you before we talk about the organization. Okay. What is your background and kind of what we say your path to being the CEO? I actually come from a for-profit background, um, but I was actually in between jobs one year, and I decided before I went to pursue a new adventure, I thought I would just think about it for a little bit. So I asked myself, what would I do if money were no object? If I could do anything and it didn't matter whether I was paid or not, what would I do? And I thought, you know what? I would go find a nonprofit who I could really help and I'd go work there. So I thought, okay, so if that's what I would do for free, that's probably what I should do and get paid. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I started networking, talking to friends, associates, um, individuals that I had met and saying, you know what, I really want to work for a nonprofit agency. And people would say, well, what is it that you want to do? And I'm not sure because I've never worked for a nonprofit agency before. I said, but you know, I've got a background in IT. I've got a background in operations. I've got a background in business development. I can do kind of a lot of things. Um, And I was introduced to the board chair of Women Helping Women at the time and the executive director Mm -hmm. and uh, just fell in love with them, fell in love with the organization. They had an opening for director of operations at the time. And I can still remember, Rick, the first day I walked in to Women Helping Women. It was a little small place in Costa Mesa. Um, I walked in. In fact, the chairs in the lobby were kitchen chairs. Um, and so I sat on the chair and I waited and as the executive director comes around the corner and she says, oh, hi, I'm Jeannie and welcome to Women Helping Women. And I'm here. I'm going to show you around. And then when I walked around the corner, I was my breath was taken away. Why? Because I could I could see what it could be. I instantly saw what the organization could be. Okay. And that just sparked in me something that I'd never felt before. Hmm. And I instantly want to be part of it. Um, so she interviewed me. We talked for a while, um, told her some of the things I could do. And she hired me that day. No to way. Be the, that day to be their new director of operations. Were you prepared to be jo- offered a job? I'm always prepared. Okay. So it didn't surprise you necessarily. <laughs> Because that that isn't always how it happens, right? It is, you know what? It is not how it always happens. Okay, you're absolutely right. So, did you surprise people when you went home and said, "Not only did I have a great interview, they offered me the job"? Um, 
Not really. No. no, my husband wasn't surprised because I'm going to go women helping women. I'm going to get a job there, and so no, he wasn't surprised. But I think a lot. How of long people, ago was that? You know what? It was nine years oh, ago. My, my first day was July 14th, 2010. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot has happened with WHW over a those years, right? Has happened. Let's talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, that. Let's clear up the name. Okay. Because it sounds like this is an organization where women are helping women. It started as Women Helping Women when um, our founders decided they wanted to be able to help women who were survivors of domestic violence get back into the workplace. So they became known as the Women Who Help Women get back into the workplace. So when it was incorporated, it was incorporated as Women Helping Women. Uh In 2008, we started serving men. So we kept the the legal name Women Helping Women. Now we just go by WHW. For a while, we were going by Women Helping Women Men to Work, which was quite a mouthful. Right. So we just shortened it to WHW. Okay. And so you're not just women, and you're not Not just just helping women. women. Although it's important to help women, women. you're helping everyone, right? And you know what? And we're not just helping women who are survivors of domestic violence. We help all job seekers who have barriers to employment, whether those barriers are maybe just lack of understanding how to get a job. It could be that maybe um, they don't know how to do a resume, or they, they haven't interviewed in a long time, or maybe they are survivors of domestic violence, or maybe their company just moved out of state, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be very good at doing your job, but do you actually know how to get a job? Do you know how to um, convince someone to offer you a job? Right. That's a different skill set. Right. And do you have the apparel and the other things that you we need? We also, to be- yes. Um, our biggest. Uh, programs actually are our employment readiness workshops. Right. We also do computer training, job placement assistance, employment retention support, as well as the professional apparel, which is how we started. Right. And and and, and this is a time of very low unemployment. Right. So the the, the headlines would make it sound like anybody who wants a job. They should just be able to roll out of bed, and there's somebody waiting to hire them. I suspect that's not your reality, though. It isn't our reality. You know, they say unemployment is low, but people keep coming. They show up at our door every single day saying that they are having a problem finding a job. They're having a problem getting a job. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I hear employers saying, we're having a problem finding people. There's a mismatch someplace. Okay. And I think part of what we do is get to the core issue of why it is people are unemployed. Because sometimes they're unemployed simply because they don't have the confidence to go out and convince someone to hire them. Right. Sometimes they're unemployed because maybe um, they may be great at their job, but you know what? They don't have a resume. So who's going to see them without a resume? Or maybe they don't do well at interviewing skills, but if they had the chance to do the job, they could do it well. So that's where we step in and try to help an employer's expectation and a job seeker's reality match up. Are there still... Are you still helping individuals who had a personal tragedy or something happened in their life where they sort of got derailed and they're kind of recovering now and rebuilding their life? Are you, is WHW intervening there to try to help these people get back on, giving them a hand up to get them back into the workforce? We definitely give a hand up, not necessarily a handout. And as I said, we help all job seekers. So it doesn't really matter why you're unemployed. Okay. We can help you. If you want to get a good job and you're willing to do the work, we can absolutely help you. Like what? Maybe this is an unfair question, Trina Fleming, who is the CEO of WHW. Um, what types of positions are you helping people to secure? Oh, well, you know what? We help everyone from the person who answers the phone to the CFO. 
Okay. You would be absolutely surprised with some of the people that I come through surprised. our door. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm surprised by that. Like I said, because sometimes it's not it's it's not the particular job; it's the way someone goes about getting the job, right? right. So if you haven't had a job in a year. Your confidence is different. The way you talk about yourself is different. And what we have to do is help build you up so that you can go in and convince someone that you are the right candidate for the job. Right, because it's it's overcoming those things in your resume now that they have a resume that may be – Things that they're not comfortable with explaining. Well, why is there a three-year gap in your employment history? Can we you, teach all about that. Can you that. tell me what's the right way and the wrong way to answer that question, right? Exactly. Yeah. We teach people how to answer that question. We teach people how to answer questions that start with, tell me about a time when. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's always the dreaded question, tell me about yourself. Right. Some people think that means, tell me, do you like cats and do you like to square dance? <laughs> Just let me say that does not mean that. Okay. <laughs> when someone is asking you to tell them about their, yourself, what they want to know is what is about you that will actually help our company how will hiring you make a difference to our organization so understanding how to answer that question knowing your strengths those type of things Mm -hmm. knowing what the what the person is looking for understanding the culture of the organization you're interviewing with all those things go into play it would seem to me too that we we I would think we all have something in our professional resume that needs a little bit of explaining. Nobody's career path is just a rocket ship, right? There's, we all have these the cul-de-sacs that we got into that we have to explain <laughs> what we, why we did that. Do you help the candidates to understand how to take that and turn it into an advantage or at least an opportunity or a lesson that I learned from it? In other words, don't hide from it. Show it's that you've learned from it. absolutely important to be forthright and honest when you're in an interview. And we do help individuals walk through exactly how to explain certain things in their resumes mm-hmm. and how to turn that around so that someone will see that maybe as a benefit. You know, sometimes, you you know, I've heard it said it's better to have someone who has failed at these things yes. because, right, they've learned the lesson. Right. So if how they've you learned answer, the lesson. If they've learned right. the lesson. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so how you answer that makes a huge difference. And sometimes people just don't think about that. Right. It's just it's something sometimes people will come into our office and they're carrying that luggage with them. Right. They can't let it go. And just having them learn to let that go and to be able to address it professionally in an honest way, in a way that someone understands is just the only barrier to them getting a job. I believe in role playing. I think it, you know, sometimes um, in training, people don't like role playing because they go, oh, this isn't real world. But what I find in being on the side of the role play is if you do it in a role play, you're going to do it in a real world. So let's because people forget after a while they're role playing. Right. They're in Mm -hmm. character. So I would think part of what WHW does for these people is practice them on answering these questions? We have a mock interview class. It's called Mastering the Interview. Excellent. We have four different sessions. And not only do you role play, but we actually videotape you. So you get a chance, you and the entire class, um, get the opportunity to play it back and see yourself and see why someone isn't hiring you. Because perhaps you're not smiling, because your posture isn't good, or because you're saying um too much, or you're playing with your hair, or whatever the issue might be. You have the opportunity to see it and change it before you go on the next interview. And the other thing that happens is people aren't as nervous anymore because when you have been on videotape in front of an entire class who now points at the screen and describes exactly what you're doing wrong over and over again, it takes away that fear of an interview. Right. Right. So the real interview becomes nothing. Right. It's much easier than being in front of everybody. Right. So this is a popular service offering that WHW It's one of our most popular classes. And and how... 
long is the class? How, what, what do you do with the... The class is uh, about two and a half hours. Okay. Um, we go over some of the basics of interviews, different types of interviews. You know, there's phone interviews, there's uh, videotaped interviews, there's all kind of interviews. We go through different type of interview questions, how to answer interview questions. So sometimes someone might throw a question at you that you're not expecting. You have to be prepared so you have to come up already with some scenarios of if someone asks me about, you know, a time when maybe I failed and what I learned from it, what are you going to say? And can you take that same scenario and change it around to tell me about a time when you succeeded, right. what you learned from that? So there's certain ways you can be prepared for questions, but we try to make sure that our clients are 100% prepared in order to make a great first impression on someone at an interview. Do you coach them at all on their social media? Or is that beyond the pale? No, we have to because everyone Googles you. So you have to make sure that you, how do you look in social media? We have a a Mm. workshop called personal branding. Okay. And that's part of it, making sure that you understand your brand. And even if you think you don't have a brand, that is a brand, right? right? No brand is a brand. Right. Uh, So in the class, one of the things we do is have you pull out your phone and Google yourself and see what comes up. Does your picture come up first? Does your LinkedIn profile come up first? Or does some strange person who has your name come up first? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you should know, you should at least know that when the employer Googles you, this is what they're going to see. Mm-hmm. So be prepared for that. And that leads into their social media profiles. It does. Too. It does. And how do you increase? How do you move yourself up in Google mm-hmm. so that when they Google you, you're the first person that comes up? Your picture is the first one that comes up. People sometimes can be afraid to be on social media. But in the end, you're going to get Googled. And if you don't show up anywhere, in fact, there's a statistic that says people are less likely to hire someone if they can't find out anything about them. Because that's very strange nowadays. In this day and age. In this day and age, especially if you're looking for a job, to be nowhere on social media. What's the, Trina, what? Is there an age demographic of people that you help or do you work in the spectrum? 16 to 75. Really? All over the place. Mm-hmm. So my personal experience is that um, being an older employer candidate can be really challenging to find work. It can be. It absolutely can be. And especially if you are convinced of that. But there are some good oh. things to being older, too, because you usually have a better sense of emotional intelligence. You usually have some experience. You usually can talk better about yourself. So you can't just automatically assume because you're older that's going to make it harder. You have to understand the strengths that you bring to the position and be able to, to talk about that and mm-hmm. to share that with employers. Mm-hmm. You know, get Even the with job a 40-something is, hiring is. boss? Who... It's a marketing. It's a marketing. You have to be able to market yourself. Right. So... Yeah. You know, hey, old wine is fine, right? Stand, stand in your power, right? That's it right. Is, it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. We're talking with Trina Fleming. She is the CEO for WHW. So uh, each month, at least once a month, we like to have a worthy organization such as yours on the program. And one of the things that I know is um, you can only do as much as you have funds to do. So how does WHW get the funds needed to do the job required? Yeah, fundraising is always um, can always be a challenge, but sometimes it can be fun because you meet some great people and some amazing people who are out there who want to partner with you to make an impact in the community. Right. We um, we do have grants. We have foundations that support us. We also have corporate partners. We do events. We have private funding, and we have a social enterprise, our retail store called Dejan New. <sighs> so because we do apparel, 
Yes. We get a lot of donations, and those donations are gone over first by a volunteer and then by a staff person to determine if it is interview appropriate. So interview appropriate apparel is provided to our job seekers at no charge. But those items that are not interview appropriate but that are still really nice, we resell that in our store called Deja New, and then we use that money to support our programs. Mm. So social enterprise is an important vehicle for a nonprofit, right? It's very important. Part of being sustainable, right? Part right. of we're helping our clients to be sustainable. We ourselves need to also be sustainable to a certain extent. I think it would say something to to funders and people who are going to give you money that you're also generating your own income stream. I, I would think, because many businesses look at that and go, oh, they, they've got an entrepreneurial streak to them. <laughs> absolutely. That, they they can be trusted, right? To, absolutely. Right? If you're always waiting for donors and, and benefactors to take care of you, that might send a different message in this day and age. Right. right? I agree. Yeah. I think every nonprofit now is looking for some type of in, um, income stream to control some of their sustainability. Right. Yeah. And you can scale it, right? You absolutely I'm sure can. your Deja News started out with a few things on uh, the rack, and I don't know now, but... You know, it's funny. Before Deja News started, those things that we couldn't use, we used to donate to Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> Who's been on our show as well, and we love Goodwill. They're doing great work in the and community. And Nicole is amazing. Yes, hi, she Nicole. Is. Yes, hi, um, Nicole. But, yeah, so now I think the first, in fact, we used to have what's called a Saturday sale where we would take all these things that we couldn't use and we'd go out to the alley and we'd sell them. Yeah. And the first Saturday sale, we made $1,200. And we were thrilled. <laughs> right. We were, wow. Can you believe this? Found Last money. year, Deja New made $247,000. Wow. And Look that's the you. growth. That, that From a little sale in the alley. Do we have a gong? Because that, <laughs> for other people that are out there, I mean, that's, you, you created a business. <laughs> so if the loyal listeners know Critical Mass Radio Show podcast, whenever we ring the gong, if you were sort of listening, but you weren't fully engaged, you may want to go back a minute or two and pick up the conversation <laughs> that Trina and I had. That is fantastic. So um, we have a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show and podcast. I want to make sure I've covered everything that we want to talk about. I know that you have an event coming up in April as well. Can I you share do. a little bit about that? Absolutely. It's our annual luncheon, and this is going to be a really special year because normally I think the last six years we have done an annual luncheon and fashion show. This year we're not going to do a fashion show. We're doing an annual luncheon and magic show, and it is called The Magic of Employment. Oh, Wow. Employment can be a magical thing. It can really transform not just a life, not just a family, but an entire community. Employment has a magic about it that everyone needs to experience. And that'll be in April. That'll so be April twenty fifth. Maybe we should. Have, hey, that's my birthday. Maybe we should uh, have you back. <laughs> really? Yeah. We would love to go. have you there. We'll okay. sing happy birthday well, to you. You don't have to do that. Okay. <laughs> Just embarrass me in public. Uh, where is the store? The store is located uh, at where our client services are, 2803 McGaw in Irvine okay. on the corner of Jamboree. Okay. It's open on Thursdays and Fridays from 11 to 4, and then on Saturday from 9 to 4. And it has rated the number one thrift store in Irvine by Yelp. Wow. And in the top 10 thrift stores by Google. Wow. And how do you get the clothes that you then donate? Um, I mean, that you then sell? How do people? They're all donated. Yeah, so how, from how clothing get... drives, people have been donating to us for the last, since 
since 1993. Okay, so um, we're in the holiday season. You're, yes. you're li- we're live here right now in November, so do you have a clothing drive now? We have clothing drives going on all the time, and our donation center is open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and on Saturday from 9 to 1. Okay. So as people clean out their closets, right. so they can have room for their Christmas right. presents right. or for the new year because they're determined they're going to clean things out, please bring them to us. And I do want to also mention that anything that doesn't go to our clients for interviews or doesn't doesn't go to Deja New for the store. If it isn't um, appropriate for either of those, we resell it to uh, textile recyclers at 15 cents a pound. So everything gets used. You can just bring anything that's made of fabric, any accessories, you can bring them all to us and we'll go through them. You don't even have to separate them. Mm-hmm. We'll do that for okay. you. So you're really, I mean, styles change, etc. It's really, is it appropriate and it's it's better to have something that is appropriate that might be a season old than to have something that's not appropriate to be interviewed, uh, yes. right? No, we wouldn't. Our job seekers only get those things that I myself would wear to an interview. If I wouldn't wear it, then I don't ask someone else to wear it. Okay, so they're presentable. And that, Absolutely. that makes a world More of difference, than, right, for a candidate coming in feeling difference. like you're looking good? You know, employers make a, uh, an impression. Someone takes seven seconds to make a first impression. Seven seconds. Right. So, so, yeah, we want to make sure our job seekers look very sharp. Before they get to know you, they're already sort of forming an They've opinion They've already formed you, an opinion, which absolutely. Can, which can lead you up or down, right? You said it. Okay. This is awesome. So if someone would like to learn more, thank you for being here, by the way. If, if, if someone would like to learn more about WHW, how do they find you? We're online, whw.org. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn. Wow. Well, congratulations on the new position. Thank you so much. You're going to rock the house. Thank you. uh, We'll talk to the people. I'll talk to your people. My people will talk to your people. We'll try (laughs) to get you back on in the first quarter so we can talk more about your event. And uh, what day of the week is that? Do you know? It is on a Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Well, I should be open on a Saturday. Maybe we'll come down. Maybe I'll bring my wife. That'd be great. We would love that. Love that, that, Trina. Okay. Thank you for being a friend of the program. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Anytime. All right. And uh, I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Mr. Paul Roberts, our three producers without whom I could not do the show each week, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, our newest producer who's just off camera here, Vanessa Holland. If you'd like to connect with me, uh, let's do it on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, spelled F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.